Hello and welcome to Dream Life Best Fit Role with me, Nikki Smith. I'm a psychologist and a career and business coach. I believe everybody can love their work and I help people to use their natural strengths to transform their work life and love their job. These podcast episodes shine a light on individuals who have created their dream life, best fit role or business. I focus on how they've played to their natural strengths, those activities that energize and inspire them and how they've conducted mini experiments to take the fear out of change and generate momentum. I'm so happy today to be speaking with Ness Ritchie. Uh, so in recent times, Ness has been a client. We've done some strengths coaching together to help her identify her natural strengths. But more importantly, she's also a friend since uni days. And I'm really wrapped to have Ness here because I want to explore the before, during and after path for her discovering her natural strengths, but also the before, during and after path of quitting or resigning from a recent job. Because I can tell you, we had a few chats before she resigned. And the startling thing was when I saw her a week later, she was absolutely a new woman. A week after resigning, she was glowing. She was almost dancing on this in the streets. And I was so happy for her. But I also have to admit, a moment later, I thought I need to chat to her on this podcast about resigning or quitting and what it's like, because I... I often hear clients struggling with that decision, so I thought that would be really helpful today. So welcome, Ness. Thank you, Nikki. It's lovely to be here. Fantastic. So let's dive in. Why don't we start with your strengths first and really your discovery before, during and after finding your natural strengths? Mm -hmm. So my top five strengths are intellection, input, learner, arranger and harmony. So most of my strengths are around researching, um, playing with ideas, collecting ideas on a similar topic um, and learning. I always love learning new things. And so I, I knew about the learning new things about, I knew that about myself already, but I didn't really understand how it fitted with how I worked, which is what working with you helped me understand. So if I recall correctly, when we started looking at your strengths, you were considering two different roles. Can you share a bit about that with us? Yes. So at the time I was working as an administration assistant at a school and I had sort of fallen into that role because they needed someone in it and I was contracting already at the school. And so I thought, oh yeah, I could do that. And the hours of the role that they were offering suited me and the fact that it was at a school so I wouldn't have to work school holidays. And I did that for most of a year. And then at the end of the year, they were offering me two pathways. One was to be the PA to the head of school and the second was to be the business manager and so I really wanted to know both of those roles appealed to me because of the variety of the work that would be involved and also the nature of the work I actually enjoy understanding how schools operate and the administration of them but I really wanted to know which one would suit my personality or my strengths better so that's how we got around to doing the strengths coaching so I came to you with those two roles and we worked through the process of what my strengths were and how they would fit within the two roles. And then we ended up going, well, the, the preferred option would be the business manager role. And then what happened next? <laughs> and then the school council decided that the person... Oh, so then the head of school resigned from his position. So the PA position wasn't available as an option anymore. 
And because the head of school had resigned, the council decided not to end the contract of the business manager and he agreed to stay on at this point for another year and a half. So that role wasn't really available to me either. So my only option was to stay as the administration assistant. And I had done enough work with you and understanding my strengths to know that that was not going to be a role that would challenge me or interest me moving forward. Hmm. So when you were thinking about resigning, what kind of thoughts were going through your head? Lots of thoughts, obviously. The first one was, of course, the money because the, the salary was at quite a good level for an administration assistant role and the hours, as I said, were excellent. They were school hours. I had four days a week and I had all the school holidays off and with young school-aged children, that suited me. So giving up the money was a really difficult thing. But I was also very frustrated in the role because I wasn't doing anything about 5% of my role was actually playing to my strengths and the other 95% was playing basically to my weaknesses which is all about tolerance of people and detail and all of these things that I am terrible at. Uh, So there was a real challenge for me to let go of the money and trust that if I followed my strengths something else would come up. Um, Yeah that was the biggest the two biggest things that were going on in my mind. One was the money's great and the work conditions are great and the other one was but this is a role that I just can't stand anymore. Do you remember how you felt the week leading up to letting them know you were resigning? Do you remember at all how you were feeling that week? Mm, So I'd gone through quite a lengthy decision process. I found out all of the information about the head of school and the business manager at the end of term four So I'd had the whole of the school holidays to think about it. And that had been a very difficult, tumultuous time. And I'd talked to just about everyone that I knew that I thought might be helpful in making the decision. Um, So the week that I resigned, I was actually quite comfortable with the decision because I'd had put a lot of thought into it. And I'd worked with you and another personal coach to help me get over the letting go of the money thing. So the week that I resigned or the day that I went in to resign, I was actually a little bit excited. But before that was very stressful. Um, I'd be crying all the time and I kept having to ask my husband, are you sure we're okay without the money and get that reassurance from him? So that was the tough part. Once I decided to quit, it was actually a bit of excitement about letting go of that part of my life. Hmm. Oh, that's really exciting. And how did the um, conversation go? Was there, how did you approach it? So I had to let two people know. The first person was the business manager who was my direct line manager And he and I have a good working relationship, but not much of a personal relationship underlying that. So that was a very straightforward conversation. I just outlined my reasons for resigning and he was happy with that. The next conversation was with the new head of school and I had a lot of respect for him right from the beginning and we had a good rapport right from the beginning. So that was a very different conversation and it was less about me resigning and more about what it was all the reasons that I were resigning and that's when I had the opportunity to talk to him about my strengths and about how the role didn't play to my strengths. So me letting him know what my strengths were given he didn't already know me because he was new to the school gave him the opportunity to create a role for me that actually tailored to my strengths and he offered that to me then and there asked me to go away and think about it for a week. So that's incredible. So he's quite uh, perhaps a visionary or got a strong intuition there that uh, actually we could shape something that plays to your strengths. Yes. So how did, how did that feel at the time? It was a bit of a surprise, actually. I wasn't expecting that outcome. I was expecting him to ask me to stay on in the existing role, which I wasn't at all prepared to do. Uh, yes, yeah, so I was a bit taken aback. 
to be honest. Mm. That I could just create this role that did all of the things that made me happy just from certain letting someone know what my strengths were and what I was good at. And so did he, um, who was it that identified what that role would be? Was it him or you or did you do it together? We decided it would be a collaborative process over time. So I would just, I just started by coming in once a week and he would debrief all of the things that were going on and I would let him know where I could help. And so it just started from there. I, I do a lot of research for him about EBAs, for instance, or staff working conditions, things that he doesn't have the time to do, but I love doing. So it's been a very organic process. Hmm. That sounds brilliant. That yeah. sounds absolutely brilliant. And in terms of um, working hours, um, what have you negotiated there? Again, it's very fluid. If there's a lot going on, then I'll do more hours. So we had um, a kindergarten assessment last term and also a a funding application to do. So that week I worked lots of hours and then when there's not much going on, then I'm free to do my own thing and be a mother, which is actually why one of the main reasons I resigned was because my children were being neglected by me working so much. So now I have this perfect balance where I can be the mother that I want to be and also work. And when I negotiated this new contract or this new working arrangement, the business manager offered me a pay rate that's twice what I was earning before. So now... Yeah, I can work half as much and get paid just as much. Do you ever stop and wonder what would have, you know, the contrast that if you hadn't resigned? Yes, often. And especially I'm good friends with the office manager who I worked very closely with at the school. And when she calls because she needs to debrief about something, I can feel all that frustration that I had in the role. It's still there and I just don't have to deal with it every day like I used to. It's such a relief. (laughs) That That is brilliant. So what would your top tips be, do you think, about... Uh, for people considering quitting or resigning from their job? I think the first one for me was being comfortable with letting go of the money for short term. I know in some industries where I live that employment market is quite tight and if we had have relied on the money, it would have been a very different decision-making process. So I think the first thing is to realise, do you really need the money or can you do without the money for a short period while you find something better? The second thing that worked really well for me was talking to people who could provide useful advice either because they'd been in my situation before or they were experienced like you are in coaching people through these sorts of things. I talked to a few friends and it just was not helpful. They didn't have... What kinds of things did they say? Oh, Some of them talked about how the hours are so great and the money's good and why would you give that up and what are you going to do? And, and some were a bit a bit out there in the other direction oh just leave it to the universe it will you know provide something for you and that wasn't it it didn't suit my personality and I needed someone who I knew was experienced to give me the the confidence that I needed to make that decision so that they were the two big things for me making sure that we really didn't need the money even if it was just for a short period and talking to people with experience Mm. brilliant so I love the quote that, you know, insight without action is, is helpful, but that doesn't necessarily help us to create the life or the work life that we want. So I've actually, I'm encouraging Ness right now to, mo- to demonstrate or model what she said to the principal at the time, because actually 
we can all do this with our line manager or with a colleague or with someone in our team. It's actually up to us to educate the people around us about what our true strengths are. And in a moment, I'll share with you how you can figure out what they are if you haven't already. But right now, I just want to model to you or get Ness to model to you how that conversation can go. Because remember, even though people like us, like being with us, like working with us, they're not as interested in our true strengths as we are. And the goal at the end of the day is to shape our work week by playing to our strengths for 60 to 80% of the week. Studies now show when we do this, we significantly boost not only our productivity, but our resilience. Who doesn't want more of that? Our creativity and our happiness. So I really encourage you to yeah, have a listen in and see how you might apply this to your workplace. So thanks, Ness. We'd love to hear how you, yeah, you know, a paragraph or so of how you demonstrated and explained to your principal about your strengths and what wasn't working in the role. So I think, as I said before, the key for me was knowing what my strengths were, which helped me understand the parts of the role that I didn't like. So when he asked me why I was resigning, I was able to be very clear about the reasons and not just because I don't like this or I don't want to have to do typing every day or whatever it might be. It was actually, I was actually able to be very clear and say that I don't enjoy the day-to-day routine work because it doesn't stimulate me and I don't enjoy the contact, contact, continual contact with parents because that's not my personality style. And then I could go on and say the parts of the role that I enjoyed were the ones where I contributed or led project type work because they played to my strengths which are all about learning and researching and putting ideas together and so I talked to him about for example a policy platform that I had researched providers for picked the right provider for worked with the rest of the administration team to develop an implementation timeline worked with teachers to understand that they understood how the whole policy platform would work so that was a really good example for me to give him about what my actual strengths were so that he could then see how I could contribute to the organisation outside of the role that I was in. Gosh, I love that. And and I can hear so clearly how oh, she loves project work where she can research and present ideas and collaborate with others to get them on board, mm. where there'll be, yeah, where she'll have a bigger impact. It feels like to me a slightly bigger impact than day-to-day running of the school mm. as well. And that just jumps out at me. So providing that example was really powerful. Yes, and yes, and it just gave him the opportunity to see where I could fit in rather than having to make something up out of nowhere. So I like that. So even though it um, he came up with, hey, we can fit a role to you, you actually gave him a really clear roadmap yeah. by providing that example. And so what I like about that too is when you take this to a peer or a line manager, you can give them more detailed examples of, oh, this is the type of work that plays to my strengths and I really enjoy. And, and you can demonstrate how you show value in that example and you'll be appreciated more. Yes. You really will. And you'll feel better and you'll feel more energized because our true strengths energize us mm. and our true weaknesses drain us. Yes. And it also adds to my impact in the school because then I can do more of the things that I'm great at and have a bigger impact rather than having to drag myself through the things that I don't like doing and not actually being effective at them. Mm. And that's it. And there is a business case now. So again, studies show across a variety of organisations of different shapes and sizes that shaping a team to play to their strengths even increases the bottom line of the organisation. And you can hear, yeah, 
you can hear from that that not only has Nessa's morale and positivity for her role gone through the roof, but wouldn't you know the conditions are even better? Yeah, and it works for the school better too because they're only paying me for the work that I'm really good at, not paying me for the work that I'm actually not that good at. They can save that for somebody else who likes that sort of job. (laughs) Absolutely. So I love it. We've really focused on Nessa's strengths. And another question I like to ask, I guess, is with our weaknesses, and those are things that drain us, we might actually be okay or good at doing them, but essentially they're things that drain us. We do want to partner with someone who has that as a strength or potentially outsource or eliminate the need for us to do these tasks associated with them. And I know that parents would love to outsource or mitigate some domestic tasks. And Ness uh, has experienced one recently, which I think is pure gold and costs less than you think. So So far away, Ness. Thanks for revealing my dirty secrets, Nikki. I actually do not enjoy cooking meals for the family. Yes, I am a mother. I have two children, but the chore of cooking and then having nobody appreciate it they don't kids don't like it and the husband doesn't like it or he gets home late and so it's cold I hate that so I decided because I was working that I would find a professional chef who was happy to come in and work one day a week and make a week's worth of meals for us and what I didn't realize is that the wage for chefing is actually quite low so she was earning I think 25 27 dollars an hour as a fully qualified chef So I was more than happy to pay her, I think I paid her $35 an hour. She came into my house, used the ingredients that I had bought so I knew the quality and where they'd all come from. And we just came up with general guidelines about the sorts of foods that we ate. And then I left her to it. So she would be in my kitchen for two hours and she would cook a week's worth of meals for us. And it was fabulous. The meals were so much better than what I could ever have cooked. I didn't have to cook them. And if the kids didn't like them, I didn't feel personally offended because I hadn't cooked them. (laughs) It was great. I love that for so many reasons, but also including the barrier for people to outsource a task is often money. And what you're telling me is for $70, which is often something probably similar to a cleaning cost for a week or a fortnight, you're getting this big booster of support. And it's also dialing down that guilt or frustration with um, pe- you know, the people in the family complaining or not enjoying your meals as much as you'd like them to. Yeah. And, how, um, and it's also taking off a draining task. So I wonder, it may have only been two hours of her time, but what kind of energy did it feel like it gave you back? It was great. I also don't like ironing, but when she was there and cooking, because I knew I didn't have to cook for the whole week, I would get the ironing out do the ironing and then I could watch her cook and talk to the children and do some ironing and I felt super productive it was so great or I could do other tasks that otherwise would not have gotten done Mm. yeah it was fabulous I highly recommend it I do have to add I paid her an hour of travel time so it was actually $105 but money so well worth spent yeah I love that So as we wrap up today, we're going to finish up with a challenge or mini experiment set by Ness. Well, I'd like to propose two mini experiments depending on where people are at in their journey. The first one is if you do work full-time or part-time as a mother is to drop the guilt about not being able to do everything and have a go outsourcing one of the domestic chores or tasks that you have to do. It's, It's surprisingly easy. I used Gumtree. Um, to look for chefs for instance or you can post your own ad or there's lots of Facebook community groups where you could post ads we found a gardener that way also so I'd like to challenge you to find an area of your domestic life where you could perhaps outsource it because you're not enjoying doing it and have a go at trying to find someone to fill that position 
And the second one, if you don't feel the need to do that or you don't want to do that, is to have a go at finding out your strengths and understanding how that relates to you in your work life. It's made such a difference to me in how I approach my work. Because I'm contracting, I'm still looking for part-time work and it makes it very easy to sift through the roles that I should and should not be applying for because of the rate of success that I will have in the role. Mm. Oh, I love that. So there's two ways you can get to know your strengths. The You can download a strengths guide at www.nikkismith.net.au forward slash strengths guide. So that's my website, nikkismith.net.au forward slash strengths guide. And that's a free download for you. The other thing you can do is just make a note once a day about the tasks that drained you and the tasks that energized you and just keep a journal. And over time, your themes will come through really strongly. So there are some two tips on how to get to know your natural strengths. The final thing I wanted to say was I was really excited about presenting this quit or resign episode and I wanted to let you know that what Ness has experienced is universal. It's what I see with every client, which is quite a bit of resistance and uncertainty coming up to the resigning point, but so much relief almost instantly. And also the thing that surprises me is how little they think about the role after the role. So often I'll see a client say two weeks after they've resigned and they are gobsmacked at how little time they're spending thinking about their role. They've really moved on. So if you're thinking about resigning, thinking about quitting, just know that those universal laws really do apply and if you need a hand uh, book in for a free 15 minute chat and I'll speak to you then but I really want to thank Ness so much for coming and sharing sharing her path with strengths and sharing her path to resigning and creating a job that suits your strengths thanks so much thank you Nikki it was lovely to spend some time with you fantastic so thanks everyone we'll see you soon thanks for listening two things I'd like to mention Firstly, if you're keen to boost your happiness at work, then head on over to www.nikkismith.net.au, which is n-i-k-k-i-s-m-i-t-h.net.au and sign up for your starter kit. I share tips in there that are easy to implement and are pure gold. Secondly, if you crave a new work role and have no idea what to do, or lots of ideas but don't know where to start, then head on over and check out the 7-Step Career Change online program. This is an awesome system I use to help people create their dream life best fit role, which is a role that matches their strengths, interests and lifestyle needs. It will move you from feeling fed up, unsure and unconfident to clear, inspired and motivated in six weeks. Plus, if you want to hear more stories like this one, please subscribe and spread the word. Till next time.